Episode of Gravity Connect. I'm with Sean Witt. He is the co-owner of Gravity Paramotors, in addition to Garrett Reed, who's the other co-owner. Uh, people have started receiving their Gravity Defiance, including myself. Mitchell Graham has recently posted some footage of the Gravity Defiant unboxing, as well as uh, some first flights, and I think he likes it quite a bit. I haven't actually got around to it. I just finished the break-in and in the setup, and I can't wait to share on this episode my experience with that. Uh, 99% positive. Um, Mitchell Graham had to show up and, and just give me the, the last bit of confidence that I needed to make sure I had it right, but I did. Sean, how are you doing today? <laughs> oh, thanks for asking. I've been uh, been busy. You know, we're working, yeah. the whole team's working really hard to get these get these frames out with some of the materials rolling in and hardware and uh tanks and everything else so we've been uh been been crazy busy especially with customers uh grabbing the the last bit of warm air before winter really sets in here yeah no kidding i'm sure that that particularly is uh something that is a big reason folks are extra excited to get their hands on it because our flying days are numbered at least in most parts of the country uh, unless unless there's those crazy individuals out there who continue <laughs> to fly during the dead of winter. Yeah, uh, it's it, it's kind of weird. Normally, things start slowing down this time. Uh, traditionally, the, the slowest month is November. Um, but uh, we've seen some things kind of picking up. I think everybody's getting tired of staying indoors with COVID. So yeah, just no trying, kidding. Trying yeah. to grab just a little bit more before uh, uh, the, the snowman comes and it puts know. us all indoors. <laughs> This isn't the paramotor podcast, but this is, that does make me like think of just paramotorists and you know in general It's just a paramotor related topic and how how paramotoring has been such an outlet for so many people and now like it's it's almost as though people have been living like it's been winter throughout the summer uh, or you know for a lot of people um, and so just to go into winter and not have the ability to go fly. It's like, damn. Okay, 2020 is it's a things are going to be looking up from here, right? 2021 <laughs> is going to be a good year. Yeah, it can only uh, it's only up from here. Right. So. Hey, the good news is is during the winter time, this uh, it sounds like everybody is who, who's who's ordered their gravities. Uh, you and Garrett will still be working, you know, you'll be going out and getting people their motors, but during the winter before, uh, things warm up and it's great to go outside and fly again, you know, people can become very familiar. And, and so I'll segue that into the, the build process of this gravity paramotor, um, and, and how, you know, people are going to be indoors more often as, as it continues to cool down. And uh, you can perfect this gravity defiant because it does. It, it comes in. It comes in a lot of parts, right? Yeah, it, it does, and that's something that we're learning as a team too. Because 
you know, as we reached out to customers and you've given this feedback to us as well in the past is, is how important it is for customers that want to put this machine together. Mm-hmm. Like we really had no idea how many customers want to do that. And, you know, and we should have known it, you know, especially in the ultralight airplane world, like that's a big thing uh, to even be able to work on the airplane. You have to put a certain portion of it together. Right. And so building the paramotor is very important to people, at least for a lot of customers. And so for us to put together an instruction manual videos and everything else, we're having to work hard that we kind of build it for somebody that doesn't know anything about paramotoring. Right. And it's really easy when you put one together to think it's really easy because, well, you've put hundreds of paramotors together to miss these all these little subtleties that are really important to the longevity, durability, and, and, and safety and putting the paramotor together. Right. And so as these first couple frames have went out to customers, we've been on the phones with pretty much all of them, as you probably know, trying to get as much feedback as we can so that, like, Every time we ship a paramotor, we get just a little bit better uh, in right. the instructions and the packing process, just, just everything, you know? Yeah, and that's that's interesting because, like, uh, we had spoken this week on the phone as far as, like, how it, how it is presented or how it may be received by the individual. And, and what I'm referring to is, is, like, as far as having a clean and tidy package, and, and truth be told, and for all of you listening, the the... the how well it looks really doesn't matter. All we want is the flying machine. But it is one of those things. It's like I think that you and and Garrett have still want to deliver something that is buttoned up nice. Like they're gonna get the they're gonna they're gonna get everything that they need. But you're you're already thinking about how can it be uh, just more aesthetically pleasing in addition to maybe maybe even more organized. Like I mean I was able to identify the parts. That wasn't necessarily the issue. Um, but it is something that you've been considering how to deliver these units in a way that that is maybe creates for a nice memory of the time they got their gravity defiant paramotor i don't know yeah well i gotta i'm, I'm sure mr mitch graham will agree with me you gotta look good to fly good so that's, that's yeah. the battle. So yeah that's apache pilot credo there but um <laughs> no, i'm kidding um yeah uh I, I think it really goes twofold you know one this is a recreation, a hobby. I've been on your other podcast talking about, you know, paramotors for enjoyment. You should enjoy all the steps of it. Right. And so getting a nice presented package, you know, I always have a dream that when they open up a, a, a Defiant, it's going to be like the same experience of pulling out a new iPhone. You know, it's just amazing packaging for, for better or worse. Right. We're obviously not there yet, but like that's the experience we'd like to cre- like to create. But at the same time, you know, I think when a customer builds a machine, like it increases their ability to pre-flight. You know, just look at your experience putting this together. How many more nuances or areas are you going to know to check now versus like a paramotor that you bought ready to build? Yeah, like, I mean, so that's that's interesting because uh, receiving it, I, I received it in two, two parts. Garrett uh, was kind enough to help me put a few <laughs> parts together before shipping it. Um, and, and that's of course, because I've, I've expressed to you guys that I really want to try this out and give people an honest impression on, on what I think flying wise is. And, and you guys are eager and highly encouraging, which is, which is unique to say, share everything. Don't just be, don't just be telling them, you know, hot, you know, hot shit, you know, blowing, what do they say? Blowing hot air up their asses. (laughs) Like, I mean, give them the truth. And and that's exactly what I, I, I plan on doing. Um, I've, I've received it. I'd, I'd say, like, if you were to receive this paramotor without any sort of instructions, like, 
it's a little confusing because it's also a unique design, right? Like this isn't, this isn't, uh, I mean, it's, it's so weird. It's like if you were to take somebody who's mechanically minded and give them this without any instructions, they will figure it out. You give it to an Anthony and he's going to like <laughs> just lose his, his stuff because, uh, um, I, I, I did call, uh, Garrett and I called you once. And fortunately the, the, the interesting part is, is that once I figured it out, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so stupid that yes, that, that makes sense. And it's like, that's what they told me to do. I did it. It worked. It worked really well. Um, and yeah, now my paramotor is fully assembled and I'm trying to think of like what I think I was most confused about mounting the motor to the tank and like, it, I mean, it's, it's obvious where it goes. Right. But it's, it's like, do I lay the tank down or, and it's, it turns out this is, this is also such ramble. Uh, you lay the motor down and then set the tank through the motor mounts. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm learning. <laughs> it, and I really want to point out something here that there there is no stupid questions when it comes to this stuff because Thank you. I know you're I telling always, me that <laughs> I'm not telling you that I tell everybody this is like in general normal aviation training you usually got an instructor pilot like sitting next to you right so if things go wrong like he's got a pretty high chance of you know pretty high percentage chance of fixing that issue with these machines when your feet leave the ground like you're Mister Pilot in command as we'd say in the army. And so if something goes wrong because something didn't get put together correctly or isn't, you know, installed improperly or, you know, sometimes, you know, shit just happens per se, uh-huh. like it's, it's up to you to fix it. And so that's why, you know, I always tell people spend the extra time on the ground to make sure it's right. You know, the old, old saying, I'm sure everybody that's been through training knows it. Like it's better to be on the ground wishing you're in the air than in the air wishing you're on the ground type deal. Right, but right. like spending those couple extra minutes, reaching out, asking questions of us. Like, I promise you, we will, we will get back to you if we miss it and, you know, feel free to hit us like multiple times, especially if it's something you feel safety related. I'd rather get my ass chewed over the phone on a customer for not calling them back in time, but still being able to take care of that question than, than the latter. Right. So. And, and I think another thing to consider is like, it, it's kind of an unrealistic expectation to, they'll, they'll, there, there may be individuals out there who are listening to this right now who are uh, wondering what if I can't get a hold of you guys immediately? And what if it's yeah. something that's not covered on gravity connect? And, you know, I think the, those who, who have already completed it myself, uh, Mitchell Graham, our, our, our say is, is by no means the final say, but I, I think if you shoot us a message on Facebook, we will return, we will respond. You know, we're, we're the sorts of individuals where, because you, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> You're pretty good at responding. Um, <laughs> I mean, understandably, you guys are doing a shit ton of work. I mean, it's, yeah. and I hope people are understanding of that. But there's a community that's being built. That's the point. And 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 I'm gonna still talk here and say <laughs> that um, the the goal, the ultimate goal, is to create some some videos that will eliminate a lot of the questions that people will have. I mean, because they'll be able to see it up close uh, in, in a very easy to understand video. So stand by for that. <laughs> well, and I've there's some things I can add here. So we are uh, in the midst of rebuilding our website right now. 
Um, and we're also chewing through how we want to capture these questions because customers really do give us the best questions, the best feedback, you know, all the things we just talked about before. And so we want to capture those. I think that's what's really powerful about like the Facebook groups and used to be the old internet forums is customers can search right. uh-huh. and sometimes find that answer. And there's a lot of good stuff that comes out of there. Like a lot of my good ideas I get from customers. Right. Um, and I think that that feedback loop is is critical as I've talked about in other podcasts. And so sure. um, we are developing systems there. And as we kind of transition through kind of this building getting stuff ready to ship phase you know we'll kind of start to implement or introduce some better more refined um customer support systems and that'll be big on uh mr bill drake uh you know he obviously answers the phone a lot for us wild bill there and so him um he'll be kind of pivotal in that too and so as we introduce all these systems like we'll be set up to really answer a lot of the customers questions and then more importantly um, we also, our dealer network is there too. And so the, all the dealers we have in there are, are great dealers. I know dealers sometimes get a bad rap in the community, which is sad because there's some really good ones out there. And those are usually pretty easy to identify. You know, they're on the Facebook groups, they answer the phone, they're professional. And so those are the the ones we want to deal with and, and the customers should want to deal with too. You know, I'd, I'd like to see those guys get rewarded. Right. That's so. awesome. That's awesome. So let's, jump to uh any any questions that that i i got i got one kind of a question by uh a guy who who, who's like a super awesome dude in the paramotor community do you know who a wesley ward is uh yeah he he's obviously bought it i believe he's bought a defiant he sure did and he he got it he was like blown away just wanted to include this because he's always such a big support of the podcast and and here on gravity connect he was like wow just wow Got the frame today with all the kind, personalized gifts, videos. Thank you all very much. True to your vision, the paramotor surpasses every expectation. Is this guy you? Like, are you? Is is Wesley Ward, <laughs> Sean Witt, just like, oh, I love my gravity. <laughs> oh, you can add this in there. I talked to him a little bit over the phone, and he was, um, as a customer, like he was, he was a pleasure to talk to. Right. Um, you know, I felt like I was just getting good, honest feedback from him. And like, those are the ones that sometimes you're on the phone with a customer and you, you just want to get off. I mean, you're just tired at the end of the day or whatever, sure. but every once in a while you get those ones and you start talking to them. And like 45 minutes later, you're getting pinged by the rest of the team. They're like, what are right. you doing? I'm like, yeah, I'm get on back to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the phone with the customer. They're like, yeah. what could you possibly be talking about for 50 minutes? I'm right. Like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty good, pretty cool guy, actually. Right. So now he's know. he seems like a super good dude. I mean, he's he has been a follower of the Paramotor podcast for some time. And uh, he bought into this Kool-Aid. Uh, yeah. He drank the Kool-Aid with the yeah. gravity, but he's, he's actually super happy with it, which is which is awesome to hear. So yeah. thanks for reaching out, uh, Wesley. And I'm glad that you're enjoying it and we'll be in touch. So where I'm currently at with my Gravity Defiant is I've done the, the, the run-in. Uh, you know, I always find it a little bit challenging. It's nothing on your guys' end when it comes to tuning the carburetor for the motor. I was doing the run-in. The first 15-minute cycle went really well, right? So it's like, just for those of you who who have not flown yet or have not broken in a paramotor yet, you go through four cycles that are 15 minutes with a 15-minute break in between, which adds up to a two-hour break-in process in its entirety. 
And so I did that first 15 minute break in and then let it cool for 15 minutes, go to start it uh, once again, and it, it it just would not stay on. And that's nothing to do with gravity. That's everything to do with my favorite engine, which still is my favorite, even if it can be finicky in the carburetor sometimes. Um, yeah, the... It, I, I would I, I turn it on I would apply power and then it would choke out what's the suggestion for that because you only mess with the low carb right yeah so I gotta the, add one more jet. yeah I gotta add one more thing here or I'm gonna get in trouble by Bill and Garrett will get me um get <laughs> I know everybody wants to build there a lot of people want to build their paramotors but for customers that do not want to build them which I completely understand um through our dealer network, we're going to be offering complete frames. So we gravity won't be selling those, but our dealers will, um, it'll be a little bit higher retail price. Not much. I think it'll be around five ninety nine for a completely assembled paramotor. And the, the dealers will, will, will put that together for the customers right. as well. And so there's that, that option out there. And, you know, also the dealers have the option to AKA potentially do the break-in with you. Right. Um, if you don't want to do the complete break-in, but to, answer your question there so traditionally and you're at about 4500 feet out there yeah we're up here correct yeah you're up there right and so sometimes the the vito does a really good job they test run these engines and they get them in the united states and you know they got to make them run well in florida all the way up in you know denver colorado right right and so that's that's a pretty high task for a carburetor you know like cars have Know, electronic fuel injections, everything to help do that. But right. these things, I don't yet. Mm-hmm. Um, usually just what I call fattening or richening the low end just a little bit will significantly help with that. And I always tell people less is more. And so if you, if you look at a clock and understand, you know, obviously there's 60 minutes, mm-hmm. I would turn the needle out and that would be counterclockwise about a minute or two to barely breathe on it. And that'll normally help with the startup when you're breaking in the engine when it's brand new. Okay, I thought I thought a minute was like a quarter turn. <laughs> yeah, it's that needle is very very sensitive. Right. And, okay. a, and a lot of times once guys get through the breaking procedure or process, they'll normally start turning it back in a little bit uh-huh. because your fuel will change. A lot of guys are, you know, breaking 32 to 1 or whatever the manual recommends and guys will usually transition to 50 to 1 or 66 to one or 60 to one, you know, per what oil that they're running. I could give an hour long class on the carburetor just alone. So <laughs> no kidding. Well, uh, perhaps that'll, that'll eventually be a video. Um, I think yeah. that Viterazzi already has that. And so, you know, there may be opportunities where you could share the responsibility of these videos using some of the ones from Viterazzi since you, you're exclusively setting it up for Viterazzi engines yeah. on that note. I received once again another question asking if the frames are available. Is if if somebody can just purchase the frame, and they're like, "Shut up about everything else." I just want to know: Can I buy the frame? <laughs> can somebody buy the frame? Uh, at this time, no. Okay. So we are we are seriously considering it. Um, but our first obligation, as I said on the previous podcast, is to our pre-order customers. So once again, thank you pre-order customers for your trust and, and money to get this project off the ground. And so every fuel tank, every part we have come in goes to those uh, to those orders. Right. 
Uh, once we chew through all the pre-order customers and process them, get them shipped, it's something we'll look at, evaluate in the future. But, you know, we, we got to take care of complete paramotors first for that reason. For sure. Sean, what else do you have for this week, week three of Gravity Connect? So I, I'm sure the question's still out there as one person put it, when am I going to get my fucking paramotor? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so we, we've, we've had some parts moving in uh, this week. And so they're actually going through test fitting some of those. I think they're going to post some photos of them uh, just doing basically an overall QC check of all the parts who come in to make sure they kind of meet the tolerances and everything else we want. And so post some photos of that probably here over the next day or two. And then uh, Mr. Bill or Mr. Garrett will probably be reaching out to some customers, even me, to start seeing um, start seeing what they what they want as far as the either the more durable aluminum equipment or the um or the lighter weight or weight for the lighter weight plastic equipment right awesome and i guess i i mentioned on the previous one about a big announcement should i do that here or should i wait I, 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 I'm not a very patient person i i say give it give them it so um we've We've taken a little bit of heat on social media about the weight of the paramotor, which is which is fair. Um, the same time, I think as people kind of learn our design philosophy, you know, we we build it to hold five million pounds, and then we'll start backing it down because safety is so critical to kind of our our brand, you know, thought process, mm-hmm. ideology, and um, so we had a huge win. Uh, we got some test samples of our new carbon fiber hoop, and they greatly exceeded what our expectations were as far as strength, quality, fit and finish, appearance, everything else. And so we've got a huge, uh, huge, huge volley of carbon fiber parts coming inbound, especially for the hoop sections. And so given that the little bit of delay, 2020, COVID, everything else, for all the pre-order customers, that have not received a unit, we're going to give them the option to upgrade to the carbon hoop for, for free. Um, Dang. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty we sweet. Think, we think it's going to be here. Our estimation is probably the third week of November is when the carbon fiber part's going to be here. It takes about uh, at least two pounds off the paramotor, so it's a significant weight Damn, gain. Yeah, no kidding. While still maintaining like all the strength that the gravity's kind of had, per se. Right. Um. So, and for the customers that receive units, we'll be working, be reaching out to work something with them too. We don't ever leave somebody out to dry on the deal, uh-huh. but we figured that was going to be a, uh, a big win for the customers that, um, that kind of, you know, took a chance with us. And for the customers that did buy carbon hoops, we'll, we'll give them a refund. Um, but yeah, we just kind of a little thank you for sticking with us and, and patience in this process. Damn, that's pretty rad. Yeah, no, that's yeah. pretty so, so this carbon fiber hoop section, this is the ring. Is this the part where the net net is connected into? It, it is. Okay, and, cool, cool. And, and I can give away, well, what can I get away without getting in trouble? Come on, this come was on. A, <laughs> this has been a project we've been working on for a while because uh-huh. in, in the layup process of the carbon fiber, it's difficult to keep it consistent. Um, somebody who does it really well. It's no secret is Scout. I mean, they make a beautiful machine. For I sure. mean, it's it's a sexy paramotor, mm-hmm. and he does a phenomenal job on the carbon. Right. And so we, you know, we obviously wanted to have a similar quality product, and so we searched, tested several manufacturers, molds, etc., and we finally found exactly what we're looking for to get something that's very lightweight, 
you know, taking advantages of all the things that carbon fiber gives us, but uh, at the same time of getting a strong product, something that can be durable, kind of adhere to right. that kind of that gravity name. Right. And so we are very, very impressed with what we've seen, and I'll uh, I'll be sticking some photos up on the net too, uh, probably when this thing launches to um, kind of show those pieces off. Yeah, hell yeah! No, that sounds really exciting. Uh, carbon fiber always looks sexy. Um, and, and for once again, can you remind individuals like if they feel like they're going to take a shit ton of butt landings and that's just in their nature, would it, would they perhaps want to keep the metal hoop section? You know, that's something we're testing out now. So we've actually, this is where I get in trouble because I don't stop talking. A week four. uh, (laughs) Announce it in week four and give yourself an opportunity. (laughs) So we've, uh, we've got some options there. We've discovered some interesting things during testing that we could probably share in the next one. Yeah. But um, metal may not be better. So I'll leave it there. Okay. Interesting. And what I've seen some individuals asking about color. I received mine. I've got it in sexy steel, bare steel. Well, it's a it's a aluminum, right? It's this yeah. aviation grade aluminum, and it looks really nice. And there's some bits of black mixed with the steel or aluminum. I'm sorry. So, yeah, aluminum and the <laughs> on a on obtainium. I think that's what it was. Wolverine was made out of. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, it exactly. Um, it looks great. Um, but can we see some gravity green in the future? Yeah. So we, um, we, we, when we had all this metal manufactured, obviously it takes some additional time to get it anodized for the, right. you know, anodizing process. Uh-huh. And so we had them rush order a bunch of, uh, unanodized parts, um, right. to get us, to, you know, to get here to start putting together and really to give customers the option to take. Do you want to take a paramotor like this? What we didn't anticipate was a lot of people like the raw, you know, raw aluminum finish. And it does look a lot better than I anticipated. It looks pretty good. But we, you know, customers also want some gravity green. And so the parts we have coming in now um, are anodized black and we'll have the green in there. I think some photos, I think Garrett's or or Bill's posted some photos on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And so we will be, as we get parts in and start reliably shipping, we'll we'll probably transition to a uh, raw finish with the option for customers to get any color they want anodized. Obviously with, you know, probably a week or two delay uh, to get for the anodizing process. For sure. So so our, our biggest goal is as, you know, products ready to ship out to customers. And then, and to be frank, I mean, they also anodize it themselves. I mean, anodizing, I, you make sure you get a good anodizer, you know, you don't want to do a poor anno job on your aluminum parts, but, um, it's a service we'll offer for any color and also offer the raw stuff too for to, to ship next day. If somebody wants something. Are you, are you trying to convince people that they can anodize? <laughs> like I'm thinking about like assembling the, oh, just anodize it yourself. It's really I, uh, easy. <laughs> I, I'm wishing I didn't say that. I have done some home anodizing when I was in high school and it was, right. uh, the, uh, the auto parts guy was trying to wonder why I was buying mountains of uh, battery acid. So, oh. uh, maybe, I should, <laughs> maybe I should retract that statement. Don't, don't do any, I don't recommend any home anodizing, but green, so. green, anodized green will eventually become, uh, I assume the standard, uh, color uh, or, or will the, or will the bare, the bare steel or bare aluminum, bare metal shit, um, be the, the standard. 
our current thinking is, and this is another huge advantage of the modular design, is we can we can make that change at any point. But uh, the current right. shipment in now, a lot of it's going to be anodized black and green per the traditional color set. Right on. Um, future parts, we'll probably start bringing back in as raw aluminum because we want the option to anodize for whatever color that the customer wants. Gotcha. That's cool. So yeah. we're going to try and... Uh, it's like, a, what do they say in the army? Burger King and have it your way. Yeah. So, is it Burger yeah. King or is that McDonald's? I, I can't remember. I think so. it's McDonald's. Get your freaking yeah. fast food right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm probably wrong. Shit. Uh, very cool. No, this is yeah. exciting. Uh, I cannot wait to, to get out and fly. I was going to go fly it this morning. Um, and we've got some winds coming th- that have been coming through this area pretty strong. So I'll be watching the forecast and then posting a video on my YouTube channel um, without letting you or Garrett see it. And hopefully you don't get too upset at me for all the horrible, horrible things I'm going <laughs> to say about it. <laughs> no, we, we, we like the truth. I know a lot of manufacturers say that and customers don't believe it. But uh, the more feedback we get, the better we can make the product. Right, and uh, I'm sure some of the customers are probably tired of us messaging them back and forth, like, "Hey, will these guys ever leave me alone?" But we really want every piece of feedback we can get to to make it better. Like, it's it's crucial to our brand. You know, that's it's sure. kind of what we believe in. It is what we believe in for sure. So. Cool. Well, I will I will say that I had it next to my Parajet Maverick. Um, in, uh, even though I know that there's a weight difference, I wasn't able to, to, to weigh it in. And of course that weight is just a number baby. Uh, but really <laughs> when picking them up, like when moving them around, it's, it's extremely difficult to tell the difference. And, yeah. uh, I think I know that a lot of people have been concerned or, or just have experienced expressed from what I've seen as well uh, in the, in the weight not being exactly what the target goal was even though it's um, continuing to come down like with the addition of these carbon fiber hoop sections um, and, and then other means as well but picking it up seriously picking it up it's it I can't I can't tell a difference it doesn't mean that there isn't a difference but I'm just asking people to consider whether the couple pounds makes a difference and to some people i'm sure sure it will but to to myself and i know many other people it doesn't make a difference just pick them up pick them up well and that's something that you know as we you know move forward and you know further refining this defiant paramotor that's kind of some good things that we found is that there's the modularity allows us to really decide almost pinpoint where we want to we want to sacrifice something you know so like anything in aviation nothing's for free right in aerodynamics right and it's the same thing with, with in regards to weight. And so if we want to have a thinner swing arm, a thinner here, you know, if you're just doing cross country, you don't need these big heavy duty ACO arms, like that's an extra pound. So when you start taking pounds off the hoop, the swing arms, it's, I'm sure somebody can connect the dots that not only are going to be able to hit our weight target, we'll probably be able to exceed it at some point. Right. And at the same time, if somebody wants to have a tank, I mean, you know, you saw one of our first production tanks, you know, if we can put you know seven eight pound charge of plastic in there i mean you can run over that thing with your car it'll be fine 
Right. Um, it's and and that really gives the customer to kind of you know, hey, what what do I want? Is the extra pound here worth it? Yes. Then okay, we can do that for sure, for sure. And that's why I mean, shit, man. I I want to I wanted to find an end to this, but you you trigger something in me, <laughs> and that's that's like if you're new, if you're new, give yourself the extra weight, and because it's modular. Because it's modular, like you, like Sean said, you can come down on the weight uh, as, yeah. as time goes by. But I, uh, I mean, just the unit that I received, which is lighter than the the display model that I had previously received, I think, right? Because that yeah. was the heaviest yeah, charge. Yeah, lighter. Right, and still it feels very strong, very strong. The first thing was like bulletproof. I mean, that thing was like <laughs> I could kill somebody with it. No, I I guess the final thing is again for customers like we'll be reaching out soon. Products coming in, so get excited. We ready to get some more defiance out there. I'm, right. All I'm seeing is uh, Anthony and Mitch and guys on Facebook. So I'm ready to see some more people. Yeah. Did you uh, see that picture? Defiance. Yeah. Did yeah. Dude, oh, look okay. good. Look Thanks, good. man. I like so, it. Uh, did you yeah. notice the garage floor? Yeah, it's good. Uh, good looking epoxy floor. So Thank I did notice you. a uh, a uh, interesting parking maneuver outside your house too. So. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, but no. So customers will be reaching out soon. Again, cool. I we the whole team appreciates your patience. You know, we're all working super hard and we're excited. You know, we're at the the bottom of the ninth and getting some of these products out there. And uh, we'll be running some little fun campaigns and stuff for people posting on social media. So it's uh, we're we're excited. The whole team is. We can't can't wait to get some defiance out there before uh, the Mr. Snowman comes and gets us. Hell so. yeah! All right, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening. If you have any sort of questions that you want to hear on the next episode of Gravity Connect, head on over to theparamotorpodcast.com/slash/connect. And then you'll see a drop-down box. Select Gravity Connect from the drop-down box and ask your question. And you'll hear it next week right here. Same time, same place. Maybe a different time. Maybe a different place. (laughs) Hey, thank you all so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. See you.